0: just listen to that all afternoon. That's what bringing joy to your heart sounds like. Well, we're a little bit thin, but hopefully we're making up for our radio traffic today. Welcome. Glad you're here. Glad to see each and every one of you today. How have you been? Pretty good? Yeah? I've been pretty good myself. Well today we're going to be in the Gospel of Matthew, uh, and we're going to look at a, a section of Scripture, chapter 9. I'm going to read the, this little section here, starting in verse 35, and we're going to back up, look at the context, and then we're going to kind of look what comes just after this and see what we can make about it for our own lives and our own community and our own uh, church, church faith and all this kind of stuff. So in chapter 9... Uh, Jesus had been walking through the villages doing what he does, and he says this, it says, And Jesus went throughout all the cities and the villages, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every affliction. When he had saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest and send out laborers into the harvest. And so you've got to understand the context here to know what's going on. We can look at this as a call to evangelism. Can you hear me if I'm right here? Some of you can some of you can't. I might migrate back or just jack the mic up, see if we can get louder. We're playing with technology here. We're trying to control that thing up there with that thing down there and make this thing work. But if it doesn't work, I'll back up and we'll go back there. Uh, Raise your hand if you can hear me fine, and then we'll see from there. Okay, everybody is good. And so as we look at Jesus... And he is going through. We see that he is interrupted by a man just prior to this. He's interrupted by a, a, a well-to-do official whose daughter had died. And, and back home of this official, his daughter, there, there was mourners. There was uh, all those that come and do what you do when somebody dies. And he goes to see Jesus. He said, Jesus, my, my, Lord, my baby girl has died. If you just lay your hands on her, I know she can be well. And then we see an interruption in this scene. There's another lady who has an issue of being unclean. She has this flow of blood, and she hasn't been able to be in community with the others because of this problem she had. She was unclean. She was an outcast, and she was desperate. She had tried for 12 years to find relief, and she had wasted all of her money and all this kind of stuff. And she thinks that, I've heard about this Jesus. This great preacher, he's been healing all these other people. If I could just touch his garment, I don't even have to touch him because I'm unclean. I'm not welcome not, not in this community, but I'm touch his garment all be very well. And so this interruption what is Jesus? Why are you weeping? Why are you mourning? Don't you know that she was asleep? They laugh at her. They think it's ridiculous. Because they know that she isn't dead. They know we Oh yeah. and what some of these new, new equipment can do on a, on a, a farmland, how they can roll these bales up and all this kind of stuff. All the money that you spend on this equipment because it takes less people, it's more efficient, it can do it quicker, all these kind of things. We can look at all that kind of stuff, but it still, still takes someone to operate that tractor.
1: Maybe one day
0: we can set up a program and it does it for us. We're getting close, I think, with all the GPS and everything. But we're not there yet. Maybe one day we can have a truck that goes and picks it up out of the field. Doesn't have to have anybody going on. We see the the test markets now for some of the driverless Uber things. Who's ready to do that? None of us. If you ever owned a computer, you were never ready to do that. (laughs) What do you do to fix a computer? You unplug it, and you restart it, and you plug it back in, and you hope it's kind of thing. But when you're going 75 miles an hour down the freeway, hmm, not so much, is it? But even if we can take technology as it's advancing, and we can integrate it in every area, there is gonna take people. It's gonna take people to do the work. Because all computers do, and all technology does, is expand what one person can do, but one person is limited. Because it doesn't matter if you've got automated uh, technology that can do all the manual labor for you. Guess what happens to tractors? They break down. Guess what happens to tires? They go flat. Even if you get these fancy polyurethane things that just can float and they never go flat, you still have something else that's gonna break. Because unless they can come up with a bearing that never fails, a pulley that never fails, a sensor that never fails, it is gonna take people to work. So with technology, we can do a lot of things. We can expand our footprint. We can reach further than we've ever reached before. I mean, think of social uh, media and the internet and how we've connected our global world. If you were around in World War II, maybe you're just a little bitty thing, but you didn't know what was really going on over there, did you? Hollywood's trying to recreate some of these things that happened back then so that we can be there on the front lines. If there's a riot that breaks out in Hong Kong, you can know about it off the cell phone footage. If there's a riot that takes place in Los Angeles, you'll know about it. If there's wars break out, you know about it quickly, instantaneously. Our idea of time and what's going on in this world is ever connected, but yet we're ever so isolated because of it the more and more that we can see, the more and more I think we retreat to our own tribes, our own identities. And that is a problem because this world was not created to have siloed people. We were not created to be alone in this world, but we were created to work together. And so as Jesus saw the crowds and He had compassion for them, He saw that they were being harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd, He then said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. few. Therefore, pray earnestly. Pray earnestly. That is what we are called to do. Pray earnestly. If each and every Christian every day prayed for the harvest like we do for our own harvest. If we prayed that the workers would be called and go to collect all those who are hurting, those who are sick, those who had not heard the gospel preached to them. We could become like Jesus if we look at it from an individual perspective. If we look at what can I do to bring in this harvest, there's so much need. There's so much that needs to be done. If I lay my head down on my pillow at night, I miss doing something that could be done for the kingdom of God. So how do we do it? Do we just simply pray? Yes, it's that simple. Pray to the Lord earnestly. Pray to him that there will be workers who are called out to do the work of the harvest, to send out the laborers to get the job done so that there will be no spoils, that everything that can be gleaned will be gleaned and that is put in the storehouses, that is put in the storehouse of God. For eternity, everything will be saved that can be saved. But Jesus doesn't just say, pray, does he? What he does always has something else involved in it. So when we back up and we see the the life of, of Jesus as he is going to raise the dead, he takes the time to see the need that is put in his path because he knows in his heart there is time to do what needs to be done. So he stops when he is interrupted to see what God is prompting him to do. He heals those two men so that they can see because they have asked for mercy. They have begged Jesus for mercy. And he hears their pleas. And he has mercy. And he gives them their sight. He casts out the demon that is tying a man's tongue. But in doing so, he infuriates others, those Pharisees. They go pointing fingers at him and says, He can do this because he is a demon himself. It says so in verse 34. <coughs> But then again, Jesus looks out. What can one man do in the face of such vast emptiness and need and hurt and all of that? What can one person do? Jesus tells us, doesn't he? One person can pray. One person can join with their brothers and sisters and pray. One person who has met Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior can pray. One person, that is you, that is me, can pray. And if we pray earnestly and we call for workers to go out, the Lord of the harvest will send the workers out. He will send them out into the field. guess what happens in chapter 10? you read ahead it says and Jesus called to him 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction so when Jesus calls for you to pray for workers Jesus calls the workers to the field in his lifetime he called the 12 who also influenced others but they had not yet received that Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost because Jesus was with them He was walking beside them. He was teaching them. He was giving them the way. But they were not ready because they missed one ingredient. And that was the Holy Spirit living in their life. We have a group of ladies in this town that meets regularly to study the Bible, study books, these kind of things. They're going through a book called Jesus Continued. It is writings about the Holy Spirit. It's written by J.D. Greer. He's the current president of the Southern Baptist Convention. But he has a saying over and over again in this book, and I hope you will remember it. He says, it is better to have Jesus inside you than beside you. You're like, how is that possible? How is it better to have Jesus in me than beside me? Did you see what he just did? He raised a girl to life that was dead. He cast out demons, gave someone back their speech. He also saw the needs that we are missing. But think about it. Jesus had limited resources just like every one of us. He came from a poor household. He didn't have a lot of money to spend and build programs and hospitals to do all these things. He was just one person. And guess what? He wasn't even given a long life his world ended at age 33 how many of us have passed that date i have some of you haven't reached it yet but he knew something he knew something when he talked to his disciples when before he ascended before the crucifixion he knew he needed them him to leave. He knew he, they needed redemption and he gave it to them by taking his life and giving it to them on the cross. He descended into Hades itself and conquered death and was raised again that Easter Sunday morning. And he appeared over the next 40 days, a significant period in Is, Israel's faith. And he appeared to those who were his disciples so that they may know who they followed was who he said he was. But he didn't stay around forever. But he he ascended to heaven. And he is waiting for us there because he sent the Holy Spirit to be our advocate, to be the one that speaks inside us, to be the one that will make our testimony strong, to call the hearts of others that are lost to the gospel truth, but he does, does so in a way that uses people. He uses all kind of people. Just like in the farming industry, there's all kind of people doing different kind of jobs. If you're wearing cotton products, which I hope you are, we need a lot of people wearing cotton products. It takes a lot of people to get that product you're wearing on your body. From the farmers, from the seed companies, to the fertilizers, to the trucking, to the workers in the textile markets. It takes a lot of people doing what they do to get it back on you. It takes a lot of people to work in God's kingdom doing different things, being called to different things. You, you can say to yourself, I am not an evangelist. I was not called to speak in front of thousands like Billy Graham or, or something like that. You say, I'm, I'm not, not comfortable sharing my faith with someone who is lost. Are you more comfortable with sharing your faith or watching them die and go to hell? Because you offer a death sentence if you do not speak up. <laughs> And so we look at Jesus and his words. I don't know what he's calling each and every one of us to do. But I look at the the industry and the harvest that we're in now. And I can see there's many different peoples of all stripes. Some people who don't even speak English. Some people who who speak English but have uh, bad backs and these kind of things. There are all kind of people who work in this industry to get from that seed in the ground out in our fields to a cotton t-shirt on our back. that's how the harvest of our Lord is maybe you are called to be a farmer to be a Christian farmer and you are to treat your workers differently than that non-christian farmer because you have hope and you have grace given to you and you have received abundantly and you are called to work with your people differently and to respect them as God's creation, not as somebody lowly under you that you can put your boot on and make them do what you want to do. Maybe you're called to be the insurance guy who helps weather the storms between a bad year and a good year. And that when you go out to adjust the crops and look at what's damage has been taking place, that you look at it with honest eyes and that you don't cut off acres but you pay what is due. Just maybe you are called to do something. Think about what you do in a normal day. Who do you come in contact with? Maybe you're just the, the soccer mom who, who seems like all they do is chauffeur their kids around. But in your day of chauffeuring kids around, who do you come in contact with? Other mothers, other fathers. The is at the coffee shop who were giving you the elixir so that you can make it through the day. You come in contact with people I don't, and I come in contact with people you don't. It takes all of us working together for that harvest to bring it in. And so when we look at these words, and we can see Jesus in his limited lifetime here on earth, he looked out and saw a vast need. And he realized he was not going to be able to save them all in his lifetime. And so he says, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest. Pray earnestly for him to send out laborers so that none may be lost, that it all will be gathered in. So today I ask you to pray with me. Tomorrow I ask you to pray with me again. Pray every day that the Lord of the harvest will send out the laborers. But don't be surprised if you turn the page and he is calling you to go. So who will go? See these little boxes we got outside our door? These little shoe boxes? They're amazing little tools. The youth met last night and they packed 120 of those. Ladusta has been doing this for our church for many years. This past fall, we had one of those recipients who would received a box as a child. She came to know the Lord through that one gift. Out of those 120 boxes we packed last night or all the ones that we collect in our area, if just one of those reaches a kid for the gospel, it is worth it. We don't know where they're gonna go, but for this, this girl who came and spoke, She said a missionary invited her for a gift. So it became a tool for a missionary in a community so that he could invite those who had not yet heard about the Lord to receive something. And those little trinkets that we pack, those little boxes that we pray over, they seem insignificant compared to the gift of the gospel but they can be used as tools because workers were called and they responded in obedience to pack a little cardboard box with a toothbrush and a toy. If a toothbrush and a toy can do that, what can we do when God calls? And we respond, yes, Lord, you have called me to go and I will answer that call. Please join with me in a word of prayer. Our good and gracious Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that your mercy has found us, that your grace has descended upon us, and that we have heard your call and responded with our life and gave our lives to you as our Lord and Savior. So now, Lord, we pray that when we open our eyes and that we look out and we see the vast need of all those who are lost and have not yet heard the gospel, we pray that our hearts be broken and that we have that same kind of compassion that you have so that each night when we bow our heads and pray that we can say, Lord of the harvest, please send the workers for there's so much need in our world. There is so much darkness. The only thing that can matter Truly is your love for them. So Lord we ask that you send off those laborers so that they can share your love with the dark places of this globe With the hurting and the lost and the sick and infirm That you can be that piece of mercy and grace that can offer them hope that this world cannot so we ask that you send out the laborers we ask that you send them in abundance so that All the needs can be met and the harvest can be gathered but Lord we also pray that you quiet our hearts give us ears so that we can listen that as soon as we finish our prayer if it is us that is being called to go that we will respond as your obedient children and that we will take up our cross and follow you to no matter where it leads Whether it's into our local schools, into schools on the border towns, into schools in South America, uh, Canada, in the cold, and all these places, or if it's around the globe in Afghanistan, or the Middle East, or China, wherever it is, Lord. We pray that we hear your call, and that we will respond with obedience. It is in your name we pray. Amen. And now as we enter our time of invitation, if you have heard Christ's call on your life and you have never responded to that free gift, that gracious gift that he offers you of the forgiveness of sins, and you would like to do so today, please come forward. If you've been visiting with us for some time and you're ready to respond and join our congregation as a member, come forward. Or if you're simply in need of prayer, Please come forward at this time.